with the seventh pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Josh Allen. Welcome back to the ninth episode of After the Buzzer. I'm your host, Jackson, and we have got another great episode here for you listeners today. Back again this week is Dave. Dave, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, that's Glad very to good. To, that's very good to hear. Um, and as you folks know, we're bringing on, um, bringing on a guest. And today's guest is none other than Matthew Rizzo. Matthew, how are you, sir? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing good. We are very excited to have you on. We're very excited to get this episode rolling. But before we do, uh, for you listeners out there, make sure to go um, give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you are listening on if you enjoy this content. It really helps us let let us know that you guys are enjoying what we are giving you. Um, Also, you can give us an email at afterthebuzzer22 at gmail.com or also send us a DM on Instagram. Dave, the handle is uh, after the buzzer pod. After right? the buzzer pod. Yep. All right. Um, so, give us a give us a shout on those those platforms, and we will um, we'll either respond or you know we'll we'll get your insight on what you guys are liking. So, jumping right into it here, um, we're going to start out with the NFL and uh, Rizzo. You had a take you wanted to get to on the NFL referees and recent calls. Um, so I'm going to let you take the floor here. Uh, Matthew Rizzo, what do you think? Oh my God. Where do I even begin? That Buffalo Bills game, something else. It was you, you, time and time again, there was something questionable calls. It's suspicious. I mean, the, yes, I can understand the Josh Allen taunting, but then you look at Josh throwing the ball. That was ridiculous. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, and then they would half the time they throw a flag and then like all of a sudden it's, Oh, there's no penalty on the field. Really just ridiculous. And overall that whole game was so sloppy. Had me on my feet. That was, that was bad. Yeah, that was a, um, the, I mean, it was I actually, you know, it was kind of the, the start of it wasn't bad. There weren't much to turnovers. And in the last 10 minutes, it was like fumble turnover fumble. you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, three. I think it was like three turnovers and seven straight plays. And I'm sorry, Jeez. but that Deion Dawkins holding call was atrocious. <laughs> David still yes. throws players down to the ground like that, and they're calling penalties. I can't believe. Yeah, that. they just they're just they're just scared for the defense. They just <laughs> throw those penalties. Yeah, that is that that was tough to uh, that was kind of a little bit tough to watch there. Well, Rizzo, thank you for. Thanks for giving us your take on that. Um, and moving forward, we are going to talk about uh, COVID um, and how the NFL is handling it. Uh, the Steelers Ravens game, which was recently, which was uh, scheduled to be played on Thursday, Thanksgiving, um, got moved because Baltimore had COVID tests, um, test positive, and then it got moved to Sunday. Now it's scheduled for Tuesday. 
But with more positive testing, there isn't really, um, you know, an end in sight on what an exact date is going to be. Um, so we are going to break down how we think the NFL is handling this. Rizzo, what do you think the NFL is doing right? You think they're doing it wrong? What do you think? You know, I, I think it's kind of a bit of both. Like, I, I think that they're kind of focusing on individuals and teams instead of like the idea that this whole virtual football bubble is really un, kind of unrealistic. Like, I, I when you look at training camp and stuff, they had a pretty competent plan on making that spread with the daily testing. But like, it's it just seems like they don't really know what they're doing when it comes to facility. Like, look at the Titans. They they just failed to do the protocols, and instead of punishing the Titans, the Bills and Steelers, their games were moved, and they really didn't have any positive tests. Or today with the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, they don't even have a quarterback. And they made them play that game, but the Titans and or, uh, the uh, Ravens-Steelers game gets moved after 22 positive tests. I just – I the inconsistencies there. Yeah, I can agree there are a lot of inconsistencies on what they've been doing. Uh, Dave, what do you think? All right, I'm kind of on the same page as Rizzo here. It's also um, I want to add that most of like the cases is really not the NFL as a whole, not like the the upper people in the in the league's fault. It's more of just the teams and their players and like what they decide to do and like what their decisions lead to, like all the cases going on. Like especially with Denver with all their quarterbacks hanging out with no masks. Um so also this season was just pretty much bound to be a disaster. Um, yeah. It's like the NFL they easily could have canceled the season and nobody would have been mad. But, you know, they need their money, so they're going to play the season out. And, obviously, stuff like this is just bound to happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to uh, control the COVID. Um, you know, I'm kind of on – I'm kind of with both you guys here. Um, I, I'm kind of a yes and a no. I, I, I think it's good that the NFL is trying to reschedule, reschedule these games and find a way for them to play because I don't really think it's fair for, you know, record-wise and – therefore playoffs uh, seeding wise that for some games teams don't have the best players you know look at baltimore without their three running backs lamar jackson mark ingram and jk dobbins um and i know lamar's the quarterback but he's not really a quarterback um but no um Without when a team doesn't have some of their better players you know they could lose like we saw with the broncos they had one completion the whole game I mean, and they got crushed that game. Now, were they going to make the playoffs? You know, maybe not. Um, but that's the point is that teams might not have their best players, and therefore that could disrupt whether they make it or not, where in the playoffs they might be a full unit. You know what I'm saying? Like they might be a full, strong team. But I also don't think it's, it's fair for other teams who have to change their schedule and change what they were planning on doing. Like you said, Rizzo, the – Titans, they had to, or even the the Steelers, they had to change when they thought they were going to play because another team couldn't get their cases under control. So I think it's kind of a double-edged sword here because you're trying to help out one team, but you might be hurting another team, you know, in response to that. Right, and you with the Broncos, like the playoff implications, the Broncos are not going to make the playoffs, but if you think about it, the Bucks, all those teams in the NFC, the Saints are going against the wide receiver at quarterback. He, most some of these players haven't even met him, 
and now he's starting quarterback in the NFL. So yeah, and my fantasy yeah, it, team begs to differ. L- Lamar is definitely a running back. Yeah, um, no, but I I agree, and it's like. Maybe maybe if the Broncos were healthy, maybe they find a way to win that game. Maybe that changes. Maybe the Bucks move into first place. You know, that changes the whole course of the NFL and playoffs. And speaking of uh, the NFL and playoffs, we're going to move into our power rankings. Uh, Rizzo, why don't you start off? We're going to be doing uh, moving backwards. We're going to be starting at number five and then four and then three and two then one. So Rizzo, kick us off with your number five team. All right. So this one was tough. Because it's kind of a borderline. I was going through different teams, but I'm gonna go with the Packers at five. I just Aaron Rodgers down the stretch. I I can't go against him. All right. So I'm assuming we're going to me next. My number five is. I really I don't want to say it. I don't want to just fall into the trap that this team is gonna put me through, but. For now, I'm going to say my number five is the Titans. They just beat the Colts, who just came off a huge win against the Packers. And I think Derek, no one can stop Derrick Henry right now. I don't see yeah. any team that's capable of stopping him. Not even not even the best, best defensive league, I think, has a chance of holding him down for 100 yards. Yeah. So right now, I'm not, I'm not going to – like lock them in as a top five, but right now I'm putting them at just my number five. Yeah, I agree. When Derrick Henry is on, he is a monster. He's a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I have the Titans at number five too. Um, really the same thing. Derrick Henry's really good, but I think the defense for the Titans is a little bit underrated. Now I wouldn't call them a top five unit, probably not top ten, but I mean they're good enough. You know what I'm saying? They're 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 a unit that can. Get you stops. They're not going to get blown out. They're not like uh, Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys defense. Um, they're going to be able to hold some, hold, you know, keep their team in close games when it comes down to the other team having the ball on the offensive side um, and not just, you know, have to rely on Derrick Henry having monster, monster games or Ryan Tannehill having, um, you know, 400 yards passing a game. It's not just an offensive reliant team they have a little bit more balance than some teams do um and i think that's why they you know deserve a spot in the top five definitely i uh that's where my four number four comes in i had the titans because i i with the balance idea over the packers and i mean like you look at these last two games come back against the ravens they stuck to their football play action pass with Tannehill, and then pound the rock with henry and then sorry david but they just trounced your colts Yep. No, I no, they did. They both got crushed. They can't. can't yeah, I just can't that. go against Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah, he's a monster. All right, Dave, what about you? Oh, okay. So my number four might be a little lower than expected, but I'm putting the Saints at number four. All right. So the Saints. The main reason right now, in my opinion, is they lost. Probably their second best player right now. Put him behind Camaro. They lost Drew Brees, the slant maniac, he, yeah, slant throwing maniac he is. And now that now right now they pretty much have a running back at quarterback, just like uh, 
compare them to Lamar Jackson. <laughs> but um, if, today he had through like the through the first half he had seventeen yards passing. I just yeah. I don't see them with their schedule coming up. They got they play the Falcons and the Chiefs are like the two notable Panthers maybe even upset potential. Mm-hmm. Um I just don't I don't see the Saints. I can see them being like their defense is so, so dominant dominant, but uh right now I, I don't think they've they've really proven anything yet with Taysom Hill at quarterback. So yeah, yeah, I I can understand that, Dave. Although I will say this, Taysom Hill's got them two. He's two and zero this year as a starter, and maybe he doesn't have to be, you know, a a thrower like Drew Brees. Maybe he just has to get it done running wise. You know, you see a lot of the Patriots' success this year hasn't come with Cam Newton throwing the ball. It's been a lot of him running the ball in the red zone. Um, so maybe. Maybe that could be a reason for their success. But I'm going to have to go with the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at my number four spot. Um, they did lose. Um, they did lose kind of a close one um, today against the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, but that's the Chiefs. So, and the reason I'm putting them there is they got they've got the offensive weapons. When when Tom Brady is having you know an, a good game or at least a decent game, they should be able to put good points up on the board. Um, and the defense, again, like I said with the Titans, they're they're good enough that they can they're not going to get blown out. So I think those that combination with the um, the defense and the offense working together, um, I think that. The Bucks, they're going to start winning some more. They're going to pick up some steam here and head into the playoffs. I think they're going to get a wild card spot because I don't think they'll they'll get the um, the division over the Saints. But I think they're going to get a wild card spot. I think they can uh, they can do some damage in the playoffs. Leading right into my number three, I'm on. I have this. I have their uh, division leader there. When you mentioned the Saints at four, I I, I mean. I think that the, I mean, they're nine and two and the Drew Brees issue I, I struggle with, but I mean, when you're talking about Taysom Hill not having to get it done in the air, I mean, he had two rushing touchdowns a day and like Newton today as well, 55 yards and interception, but they were pounding the rock. So I think that's what the Saints can do. Mm-hmm. And especially with Kamara. Oh yeah. Give them the even, ball every even, time. Even the Latavius Murray today had 120 yards and two touchdowns. Right. I, I think they're going to oh, yeah. win the division. They're 9-2. Yeah. I, I got to respect them, even though without Breeze right now, it does scare me a little. Dave, what do you think? All right, so we're at number three. My number three is going to be the Packers. Not, I don't really have that good of a reason right now to put the Packers at this high. But I just feel like I don't know something's coming. Aaron Rodgers, late season. Aaron Rodgers is about is about to just go from full effect. He's gonna get it done for the last five weeks, and I think they're gonna they'll get the they'll get the bye week. They'll have a somewhat easy matchup the second week. Mm-hmm. They would play someone from like they'd probably end up playing like the Seahawks or someone. But, um. If if not the Seahawks, then like the Giants, like the NFC is just a joke right now. Yeah, NFC East at least. Yeah. So I think they'll get an easy ticket to the NFC Championship 
And right now, I think Aaron Rodgers is just – he's going to carry that team just so far like he has been. Yeah, I can agree. I can respect Aaron Rodgers, and I can respect um, the Packers, especially with Devontae Adams. He's looked really good this year. Um, but uh, I'm going to have to go with the Saints at number three. Rizzo, I'm agreeing with you here. Um, I think even with Taysom Hill as the starter right now for the foreseeable uh, future, you know, he can run it enough that um, – and, you know, he can th- even throw it enough and throw it well enough that they're not going to – they can still score points, even with you know the weapons, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, uh, you know the weapons that they have. They're going to be able to get scores when they're in the red zone, and I think that their defense, especially with their corners, uh, Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins, I think that their defense is also, you know, I think they're even better than just good enough. They could be maybe a top ten defense, um, and you know it might be debatable, but you know I think that's a really good team. I think they are going to get the division. I think they might even be the one seed in, you know, the whole NFC. Now, we'll have to see how the season continues to play out, but they have they have the best record in the, in the NFC. They are looking like, you know, even without Drew Brees, a really good team on the offensive side of the ball. They're staying strong on the defensive side of the ball, so I have to put them at number three. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree. The Saints there, we both match at three. And I mean, their next two games are Falcons, Eagles. They, they, they're in the exactly. driver's seat for number one seed there. And I mean, they pay Taysom Hill sixteen million dollars, so yeah, is that for something? <laughs> Glorified tight end. Oh yeah. All right, Rizal, huh? what's two? your two? All right, two. I got the Steelers. Now they do have the best. I mean, they're undefeated here, but I, I just can't put them above the Chiefs. I mean, their defense is incredible. And, you know, even last year, it was amazing. But then you have Duck Hodges at quarterback. And then now you go this year with Big Ben, you have Juju, Claypool. And, uh, well, Connor just got COVID, but they still have the elements of a great offense. So Mm -hmm. I have them at two. Dave? I match with you, Rizzo. I got the Steelers at my number two. Just, I mean, maybe if they would have played this week, at the time we're recording this podcast, I – I would have them at number two. Big Ben's been okay. I mean, he's been all right. He, I, they've also only played like two real teams, to be honest. They've played like three teams from the NCs. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know if uh, that's their wins are. Uh, I mean, they're deserved, but I don't think they d- deserve to be this record maybe if they had a tougher sky, I, don't, I don't know but i'm not gonna say too much but steelers number two yeah no i agree with you i think that they're i mean they have played a little bit of an easier schedule than uh some other teams and i think that might you know that might come up in their record might show in the record but i have to put them at two you can't put them any lower yeah i mean you can talk about the record all you want but when you're 10 and 0, you deserve at least that much respect. And I think, like you said, Rizzo, their defense is outstanding. Um, and then, like you said, the offense has been really good. They've got a trio of wide receivers with Juju, Claypool, and uh, Johnson that they that Big Ben can throw to. Um, they can score points. They can stop other teams. They have all the makings, like you said, uh, for a really good team. Um, it's just. 
they might be even over glorified by some people just because of you know the record but they can also be under uh, underappreciated because people might say oh well they haven't played that many good teams um so i think i think you have to put them at, at least two it's tough to make a conversation for anything lower um so that's why i got the Steelers at number two. Rizzo, I think we all know who you got for number one, but who you got? Oh, 100%. I'm going to go with the, the Chiefs. I don't think there's much question about it. They're the number one team in the NFL. I, I just I, – you can't doubt Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes with that offense. Even looking at today, the Buccaneers game, I mean, Tyreek Hill really killed my fantasy league this, this week. I mean, 200, yeah. over 260 yards, I think, three touchdowns. Just incredible. Yeah, there's not much more you have to say after talking about a stat line like that. Dave? I'm going number one, obviously, the Chiefs. Those Chiefs. <laughs> um, they just came off a big win against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Tyreek Hill is having one of the, probably one of his best games of his career with 200 yards in the first quarter. I just I don't I don't think anyone can put them lower than than number one right now. They're just they're just all around just a solid team. They got a good running game. Edward Tiller is probably one of the best rookies in the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. And they got great receivers. Even if even without Hill, they got Hardman and Watkins there too. So and Mahomes is just having an MVP season again. So Yeah, and and Kelsey, you cannot forget about him, he's oh, yeah. one of their biggest threats in the in the passing game. Um, I I have the Chiefs. Um, before today's games, it pro- probably will still be the same, but they have the most. They put up the most points in the league. Um, their one loss did come against the Raiders, and I think if you do look at the schedule, a lot of their games are actually closer than most people think. I mean, they beat the Chargers by only three points, and that was in overtime. Um, you know, they they lost to the Raiders. Uh, they 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 when they beat the Raiders they only beat them by four points and then they beat the Panthers who are I what's the I can't even think of the Panthers record it's not the three and three and six is it or four and six uh, four and eight. four and seven it might be four and eight four and eight okay yeah um so I mean it's they haven't exactly gone against great teams either if you talk about them comparing them to the Steelers but I think. With as a dynamic offense as they have, I think it's like you said, it's really, really, really tough to put them lower than one. And even their defense is, uh, it, it's pretty good too. So um, I think you got to put them at number one. It's it's tough to put them any lower than that. And that, folks, about wraps up our Week Twelve Power Rankings. Uh, we're gonna keep rolling with the NFL. Uh, we're talking about our Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day games. Um, we hope all you listeners had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I know I did watching a bunch of sorry uh, NFC East teams lose, and even an NFC East team win. Um, the, the Cowboys got crushed by Washington 41-16, and Houston crushed the Lions 41-25. That game ended up in a Matt Patricia and Dan Quinn firing from Detroit. Um, no surprise there. They were not doing a great job. Um, but Rizzo, I want to ask you, what does Washington's big win over the over Dallas mean for this terrible, terrible NFC East that we have? 
Oh my God, so much. I mean, first off, I I really missed that Pittsburgh and Baltimore game on Sunday night. I mean, you go with Houston and Lions and Washington and the Cowboys are two terrible games for Thanksgiving, but it's what we had. Yeah. So, I mean, Washington, they moved to their fourth win of the season. And in the terrible NFC East, I I mean, six wins, seven wins is probably going to win the division. I mean, it's so abysmal this year. And I just can't help but think how terrible Dallas is. That play, that fake punt just—that's the only thing I took away from that game. That was so yeah. disgusting. And McCarthy said afterwards it was a solid play call. I mean, they were trailing by four points, snapping it from their 24-yard line. Twelve and a half minutes left in the game against you know this. These offenses are not like I don't know what there was to be afraid of. I mean, I guess your yeah. defense. And there was just no chance at him ever getting even back to the line of scrimmage. And as far as the NFC East, I mean, right now Washington, or I believe the Giants pulled ahead due to their head-to-head matchup because they're 2-0 with Washington. It's going to be one of those two teams. But, I mean, the Giants have a like, almost impossible schedule coming up. So I would say Washington is going to sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, that is definitely, especially because one of those terrible teams is going to make the playoffs. So that's definitely something to watch. I mean, I'm not sure if they'll do any. Whoever makes it will do anything in the playoffs. Um, Dave, what are your thoughts? My thoughts, just as Rayo said, um, those games were just excruciating to watch. Up to a point, well, where I got just redemption for uh, the Cowboys losing because you know who who likes the Cowboys. <laughs> But okay, my thoughts is that Washington obviously will come out on top as of now, based on you know the schedules and all that. But the Giants are not out of it yet. The Giants still, I'm gonna say the Giants are a good football team. The Giants, even though they have they have four wins or however many wins they have, how many was it? Four wins wins. and uh, four wins. I think. I think they can go four and one in their next five games. It's not impossible. Pull up the schedule. I think they can upset the Seahawks. Ooh, it's definitely whoa. possible. The Seahawks whoa, whoa, defense. Dave. Daniel Jones and that Daniel Jones and that defense is gonna thrive. Only only thing I'll say to that, Dave, is I just saw a report Daniel Jones has a, a hamstring injury. Yep. Oh, I'd like what? to read this really? upcoming schedule. Wow. We have Seahawks. Oh, we got time, baby. We got Seahawks, yeah. Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. I don't. They can beat. They can beat at least three of those teams that, right now. What teams are those? The Cardinals, Browns, and Cowboys. Huh. They can beat. They can beat those three teams. Cardinals almost lost to the Pats. Come on. That that's interesting, Dave. Cardinals did lose to the Pats. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, that's interesting, Dave. Um. I am gonna say, like like both you guys said, those games were really bad. It's it's, it's tough when that they didn't have the Ravens Steelers game because that would have been a nice uh you know nice addition would have been nice to watch. But um you know what this what this signals to me is that Washington they have a chance here. I mean they they got most of their losses here. When they weren't sure who's going to be the quarterback, they wanted Dwayne Haskins, but then they don't believe in him. And then it was Kyle Allen, but then he got injured. And then they bring in Alex Smith, who recovered from a terrible injury. I mean, 
you know, he had the, obviously his leg was broken. They did the surgeries. And then even when he got the infection on it, um, you know, it's just, that was, a, it's, it's incredible that he's, you know, playing football again. But the fact that he's kind of led this team, he's got, they're on a two-game win streak now. Um, Washington, plus, plus, they've got Ron Rivera back, who's a good head coach in his own right. So I think, coupled with Alex Smith's comeback, the run game that they have with Antonio Gibson um, back there, he's looked really good. Um, and uh, Ron Rivera's play calling, him being back, I think that this team... They they're gonna surge into first place. They, they I think they could even finish with a uh, a winning record. I mean they they'll play the 49ers who did win today. Um, but you know they with their injuries they're on a great team. They'll also play the Panthers and the Eagles. So I feel like those are three really winnable games in the last five where they can do something with that, um, and that could propel them with you know momentum atop the NFC East and into the playoffs. I mean, they're you yeah, the Cowboys game. Their defense was smothering Andy Dalton, and I it just Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera and that D line. Yeah, attack. I, I especially Chase Young has looked really good. I mean, he's looked as one Whoa. of you know the better young defensive players in the NFL right now. Already. Yeah, already through um, like his rookie year. Yeah, they games. have. Yeah, they do have some talent up there too. I can't remember. I can't think of all the names right now, but. Um, they've got a lot of yeah, first round picks up at that D line. Yeah. They've really so that, invested in their line. Yeah, so that could be something, you know, to watch watch out for. Hopping off of professional football, we're gonna move into NCAA football. Um the first college football playoff rankings came out on the twenty fourth. Um and we are gonna give our thoughts on these rankings. Just a quick note. Uh the top four were Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State in that order. Rizzo, what are your thoughts on these rankings? You know, I mean, not much to surprise at the top. I mean, one thing that really stuck out to me, and I was seeing on Twitter a lot of outrage, was about BYU. You know, so I number fourteen, I think, was they're underrated there. I mean, their their strength of schedule, of course, plays a big pack factor into these rankings. But like, I mean, their their schedule is absolutely decimated by COVID, and they won their games. I mean, they're nine and zero. Yeah, they they went into Houston, Boise State, won big, and I mean they're getting, playing solid Power Five teams. And I mean Zach Wilson is just a Heisman contender, twenty six touchdowns, two interceptions, and their offense at the time of the rankings third in the country in yards per play, fourth in scoring, and their defense was ranked twelfth. I think that uh, sh- should put you higher than number fourteen. Yeah, I agree. Um, Dave, what do you think about this? I mean, I kind of agree with Rizzo there. Like, it's not really – it's pretty predictable uh, for right now. Yeah. The top, At least the top, like, 10 or so. I think I think BYU definitely could be a little bit higher. But um, as you go along the season, I th- upsets are bound to happen. The rankings are bound to change. Obviously, like, the, the top four could be totally different in the next, like, three weeks. Yeah. So we just got to – we just got to see um, – I'm going to – I think in the Pac-12, Washington is is going to be like my little sleeper here. I think Washington – I don't think they'll they'll make the top four, but I think uh, they can make a, make a good bowl game. Right now they're like – they have them at like 
just outside the tw- top 25. But mm-hmm. I think uh, they've scored like 40 points in their last three games or so. They've they've won. They're undefeated this year. They have two two good matchups left. They play Stanford and then the number 15 Oregon, who lost this week to uh, Oregon Oregon State. Pretty sure it was. Yep. Uh, yeah. So Washington, I I like their quarterback. I don't. I can't remember his name, but I just I like them. I think they'll be a little little sleeper coming up. Yeah, I, I kind of like that pick. Um, my my take on this is that I feel like they need a lot more diversity here. I mean, it seems like it's the same teams every year. Obviously, last year with LSU, that was a really good team. They get thrown in there, but I feel like it's always Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then. The next person last year was LSU. This year it's Notre Dame. Um, and I feel like, you know, there needs to be a little bit of a change up. Now, obviously, I'm advoc- I don't want – I want the best teams to be playing in um, the playoffs. I want the best teams to be playing. But um, I feel like there might need to be a little bit of a change here because it seems like Alabama makes it every year. Um, I mean, like you said, Rizzo, too. BYU's got a great team. They're 9-0. and I mean, when you have Clemson, who is a, is a good team in their own right, but they're 7-1. and Ohio State's only 4-0 and due to their COVID rescheduling and postponing and all that stuff. So I feel like um, even a low ranking for BYU, like 14, they could be even higher. They might even, you know, if they continue their winning, their winning streak, they could even be in the top four uh, conversation. So I feel like there might need to be a little bit of a – of a re- rejuvenation, you know, some fresh, fr- some fresh names in there. And I feel like that might be what the um, NCAA, uh, the college football playoff ranking people. Well, I don't know what exactly you call them. The selection committee. Um, I feel like they might want to add just some more uh, diversity in that top four ranking. So, staying on the track of college sports, we're moving over to basketball. We're going to be talking about uh, NCAA basketball as the first few games have started to play. Um, Rizzo, what is one team that you like so far this year? You know, I, I was, you know, I'm a Big Ten guy myself, so <laughs> I was doing some deep dive, and Illinois really stands out to me. Number yeah. eight in the country. First time in 10 years they've been ranked in the AP poll. And, I mean, for most anticipated season since their 05-06 run. And, I mean, last year, due to COVID, two of their top stars returned from uh, opting into the NBA draft. They got Dosunu. Uh, he's arguably the best closer in the game, and he's going to be the catalyst for their team this year. And then Kofi Coburn, he was the Big Ten freshman of the year last year. I just think that those two really could make something exciting in the tournament this year, if we have one, hopefully. And, I mean – these next yeah. two games, though, they do face Baylor and Duke, which is going to be very daunting. Yeah, I agree. They've looked through this year, especially with those returning um, starters. They can definitely make a big difference. Dave, what's your team? All right, my team for – my team, I'm going with the Zags. The Zags, they're keeping the Zag. that – Yeah, they're keeping that, uh, that winning history alive. Or winning history, I'm talking about like the last like five years or so, but they got they got a solid they got a really young team. They got this really good uh, freshman 
who was like one of the top recruits in the country, Jalen Suggs. Mm-hmm. I really like him. I think he has a lot of promise. He's he dropped like twenty four points last game. I th- yeah they uh, also what's his name Corey Crispert Crispert yeah he's averaging twenty four points five rebounds he's six seven two twenty like he's like the perfect the perfect forward you could have on a team uh, yeah they're showing a lot of promise right now and uh, uh, I like him Dave I mean Gonzaga for the past year few years here I mean they've always been in the conversation for the number one team, Mark Few. I mean, everyone kind of forgets about them up there in the Northwest, but they're always turning out great teams. Yeah, I agree there, Dave. Uh, Gonzaga is looking really good. Um, and honestly, um, I don't see a different team that you can put at number one right now uh, other than the Zags. Um, although I am going to have to take Iowa as my team right now. Uh, they are ranked number five in the country. Um, they're obviously undefeated because there's been very few games played, but they are looking really good. And they've got arguably the best big man in the NCAA right now, uh, Luca Garza. He's is just a monster and playing the center position. He had 41 points and not for, uh, and nine rebounds against um, the Southern Jaguars. So he is a force in the paint, um, but they also have uh, Joe Weiskamp out there, a guard who can put up some points. So I feel like they've got a good, uh, good balance there, and I feel like they could be a really good team down the stretch, especially if um, Luca Garza continues to play the way he's been playing at the start of the year. They have just an amazing offense. That kid's special. They're going to put up 100 mm-hmm. every night and probably win by seven points, but get it done. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, their offense is really dynamic. Um, and as we near the end of the episode here, we are jumping into everyone's favorite. Well, it might not be everyone's favorite. Um, bold predictions. Uh, Rizzo, what is your bold predictions for episode nine? All right. So I'm going to go with the NFL, and it's not. It's going to be in a few weeks here. I'm actually – Steelers' first loss will come Sunday night in none other than Buffalo, New York. I mean, Ooh. I – I mean, I, I respect the Steelers, but I, I think that if Allen can get it going with the offense, I don't think that the Steelers' offense is going to be able to pace that. And I think the Bills' defense, nah. even you look at today, they, they were the D-line is starting to swarm, and they're starting to get it done on third down, getting turnovers. And I just think that the Steelers might meet their match in a few weeks. A Sunday night in Buffalo, big primetime game. Yeah, I mean, that does... Uh, have them going 2-0 in the next few games, but they are playing the Ravens and uh, Washington, so those are definitely two winnable games for the NFL's um, only undefeated team left, Uh, so I I can understand that. Uh, Dave, what is your bold prediction for this episode? My bold prediction, which it probably isn't going to happen because the the NCAA loves their Power Five Mm-mm. players. So, but my my bold prediction is Jared Patterson from the University of Buffalo is going to be a, a Heisman contender. I'm not saying he's going to win it. I'm just saying he's going to be up there in the Heisman yeah, standings. And you look their their offense is probably one of 
their old line. Let's their old line is probably top wow. top three in the country right now, based, based on their performance and what they're allowing Jarrett Patterson to do each game. Each each game he he's averaging like yeah. three touchdowns a game or something, like four touchdowns a game. It's crazy. He had five touchdowns in the first half last yesterday against Kent State. It's it's amazing. It was also kind of ridiculous that they kept him out of the game. They pulled him out when he was 20 yards short of the college football world record, which is ridiculous. But anyway, my bold prediction, Jared Patterson. Yeah, I can Heisman understand that, Dave. Only thing I might say is that the the Bulls play in the MAC, and they are just a – apparently in the MAC that you don't like to play defense. That might just be a rule in the MAC. Um, so, I mean, he is, no, he is, no he's going to – True. Against, yeah, he's going up against high school defenses here. But, I mean, you cannot say that he hasn't performed well because he, he really has. Eight touchdowns in one game is really, really great. Um, yeah, not, yeah, not that's, anybody that's can just do that. true. Um, I'm switching back to the NFL. Seems like it's been a common theme here for our bowl predictions, but I'm going back to the NFL. And it kind of relates back to when we were talking about the NFC East, guys. I think that Washington, the Washington football team, I think that they are going to win the division, and I think that they could win win their first playoff game and even more. Now, obviously, they're not going to have um, they're not going to have a buy or anything because they're not going to be good enough to that level, especially with you know the Saints being in the same division as them, um, the same league that is. But again, they're in a terrible, terrible division. The NFC East is a joke. I mean, you've got the Cowboys, who without Dak Prescott have have no offense, and they already started out having no defense. You've got the Eagles, who are atrocious. I mean, they've got they've got no offense and really no defense. Um, and then you've also got the Giants, who although you might like you might like them a little bit, Dave, for some reason, um, they've got especially with Daniel Jones gonna is gonna be out and no Saquon Barkley. Their defense is already really bad, and their offense is going to be really bad. So I feel like, again, with Washington, bringing Alex Smith back, him coming back, him performing. Because if you guys remember, Alex Smith, was when he was actually you know one of the premier quarterbacks when he was with Kansas City before his injury, before he got traded to Washington, um, Alex Smith was, I'm going to find the stats right here. Here we go. His last year in Kansas City, he was nine and six as a starter. But I mean, his years before, he was eleven and five, eleven and four. He was as a starter, really good. He was. That's he won the Heisman too I mean, he in college. In his Utah, he put up uh, twenty six touchdowns in twenty seventeen with Kansas City, um, to only five interceptions. I mean, this is a guy who, before his you know gruesome injury, was really really good, um, and then you put him in with the run game that they have, with concept of play action, and we already know what Ryan Rivera can do, um, and like you talked about, Rizzo, their defensive line is really good. They've invested a lot of picks um, and a lot of development in that defensive line, and starting to show off. I feel like this is a team that, you know, coming up in their last few games, they're like I said before, they have three winnab- actually winnable games out of the five that they play. I could even see an upset against the Seahawks, who are tur- are who are uh, turnover prone as of late. I'm not sure about the Steelers there, but um, 
But I think that this is a team that they could win their atrocious division, and they could even go farther in the playoffs if they have momentum, if they continue to get rolling, if Alex Smith is playing like he did before his injury, if their run game continues. Now, there's a lot of ifs here, but, I mean, that's why it's a bold prediction. That's, I mean, and that was why I think that this Washington team could spark magic down the stretch. I'd add something there about if they, they're, if they're, we, both, we all see them most likely to win the division. And when you win, you get a home playoff game. So this atrocious division is going to get a home playoff game. And in Washington mm-hmm. and in the winter, I, w- I mean, they get the run game going and pressure the quarterback. It, it wouldn't be crazy to win a one game. Exactly. I don't think they'll go much farther, but you never know. Exactly. I mean, especially if another team tries to get the run game going like we talked about, that D-line could stuff them. Dallas couldn't get anything. Um, yeah, Dallas could not go. I mean, Zeke, too, lately has been playing really bad. But, yep. um, but that about wraps up episode number nine. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Rizzo, I hope you had a good time uh, being on the podcast. Um, we enjoyed having you on. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much. Yeah. Finally got on you. Great time. Yeah, fine. It was great. We'll have to uh, – I think I think it went pretty well, so we'll definitely have to uh, bring you back on. Um, listeners, you can give us an email at afterthebuzzer22 at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. The hand, it's uh, after the buzzer pod. After the buzzer pod. Um, so, you know, if you want to be on the podcast, what you want to talk about, um, or just telling us, you know, what you like, if you liked it, if you didn't like it. Um but also be sure to uh, give us that five-star review and tell your friends about it. Try and spread the word. We're trying to grow here over at After the Buzzer. So if you like what you're hearing from us, give us that five-star review. Tell your friends. Give us an email. Give us a DM. You know, Just let us know that you are liking what we're doing. Um, but that about wraps up episode number nine. Again, Rizzo, thanks for being here. Um, and we will thanks see you guys so next time. Yep.